Wrap, a show about inexpert parenting and trying to raise good humans in a complicated world. I'm Sarah, your source for the latest links on the internet that made me think of you, born and raised and planning to stay in Oklahoma. And I'm Anna, a writer, former doula and prenatal educator, current virtual assistant and general supportive type in Toronto, Canada. So today we are talking a little bit about um, scheduling and activities and community activism. This is going to be, I think, a chips episode for the most part. Like we've done some class things. We did some stuff with the parks department and we did like swimming lessons and some things like that. But Beans is sort of in the homeschool flow. (laughs) So it's just kind of what comes up and seems fun. And she's also still very little. So we haven't done a whole lot of that kind of thing. It's a a little chill. Like we want to, we have like, this intensive plan of how we're going to do outside activities when she hits school age but not a lot of that stuff has happened yet and we're really intimidated by how much is available oh yeah like we could do if we had infinite money and time everything (laughs) she could learn anything and do every club and play every sport we do have a really extensive parks department and community level athletics stuff out there which is really cool I never had that at all growing up it was basically school sports and that was it so I'm excited to explore that a little bit more with her as she gets older yeah I sometimes feel overscheduled by my own life yeah (laughs) no the uh infinite money and infinite time is a Mm -hmm. is legit because everything not everything most kids activities cost money which I understand and support but that means that unless you are independently wealthy you got to be pretty particular chips is also very not very scheduled we go to school and we go to the library and that's basically it she doesn't really do uh we did a taekwondo class for a couple months which we really liked but it was incredibly expensive i think i've talked before about there are relatively affordable art classes which we might do like once everything calms down after the winter holidays for a little bit she was attending a girl scout troop she was not technically in it because she was too young but i was helping a friend run a girl scout troop uh was a thing um <laughs> the things that she is interested in are mostly things that she can do she's interested in art and we do a lot of art at home she is interested in music and we do a lot of music at home but what happens to us and i don't know if this happens to you all as much we have like sections of the year that get just unreasonably busy yeah there are a couple weeks in the summer that we are sprinting around we don't have any time at all her birthday and jason's birthday are pretty close together and then that's also usually when my mom's church does vacation bible school it's like a week-long event and it's so she goes and stays with my mom for a week and runs around it's like a day camp yeah mornings usually (laughs) yeah so that's a super busy july is just packed every year and then this time of year, Anna and I were talking before we started recording, that I have 8 million things to do today before (laughs) 5 o'clock so that I can then get us all in the car to go to the one of three family celebrations. We are snubbing the other two because there's just not time. We just don't have time. We have, because our families are both really far away, we don't pack it into the holidays and stuff like that. Graham and I, when it was just us, we would drive out to his family for Christmas and spend like two weeks out there. But a, I hated driving in the winter anyway. <laughs> there was always a storm on the way somewhere, usually in Quebec. And I also hate flying in the winter because weather <laughs> <It just> sucks. <laughs> so since Beans was born and like her birthday is right before Christmas, we like the year I was pregnant, we were like, okay, we are probably not 
doing big Christmas, you guys, anymore because we just don't want to travel in like this chunk of time that is already just other stuff. We hope that in a few years we will end up hosting it sometimes at least so that they can come, people can come to us. But like right now, Christmas is just us. Nice. It's just the three of us, which on the one hand is really cool, but on the other hand, like sometimes feels a little lonely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but our big months are twice a year, Graham goes to Switzerland for work uh, for a week. So it's in March and September usually. And so those months just get gobbled between the getting ready for him to be gone, because that's a whole thing, because like Graham usually does dinners and stuff. So like I, we have to come up with meals that I can cook in the time that I have and also I'm taking care of the baby 24 hours a day <laughs> by myself which is those times that I'm like I don't know how single parents live and then he comes back and like is jet lagged and so we have basically a week of just recovery time so those mm. it's like three weeks of just chaos and nothing gets done and <laughs> but I think the reason that we decided we didn't want to travel for Christmas and we wanted to do it just us was because that was always such an overbooked time like I had three sets of grandparents growing up Christmas day was always a battle of whose house are you going to and somebody's feelings were hurt and managing all of that yeah. <laughs> and then okay so when do we go to the other family and what are we going to do about it and how are we going to fit everybody in and that was with my family for the most part like two of those sets of grandparents lived within three minutes of my house <laughs> so theoretically didn't need to be that complicated but there's just so many emotions tied up into the crazy holiday schedules and then you add kids to the mix and they want to do stuff and just want to stay home in the afternoon after the presents are open so they can play with stuff. And I have a large extended family. Uh, I have eight. Is that right? Four, no, I have six <laughs> first cousins on each side. And on one chunk of the family, all of them are married and have kids. And on the other, about half of them are married or long-term partnered and a couple have kids. Like, there's just a bunch of people and we all have jobs and we all have weird, complicated things. And then, for example, normally my parents and me and my brother would do Christmas and Thanksgiving and one of my niece's birthdays all on the same day, just a random day in the fall or winter time. It didn't matter what day it was, which was great, except that that's not happening anymore because now my brother and his family live in the Czech Republic. So uh, can't really have them over. We are going to my mother's family's Thanksgiving, and that's the only Thanksgiving that we're going to. My dad's family and then another chunk of family are all also having Thanksgiving on the same weekend and we can't go because we have to come back for work. And what we normally do in those situations is just send Jason and chips and I stay home or I go to work. I mean, but he has to work also because it is Black Friday and then shopping Saturday. So he has to be at work trying to work out schedules and trying to make everyone happy in any situation scheduling is just the worst we have a mutual friend who in part of her job is scheduling things for a large company meeting things and <laughs> there has been a saga and that is how i feel about the holidays is everyone needs to just be calm for a minute but that's not the point the point is i'm talking about community activities oh the only other thing that i wanted to mention about like activities like that is there is a a weird tension of some people are going to say if you say oh my kid's not in any classes well why not she's so good at this or he's so interested in that why are they not yeah. taking classes like you don't have to chips really likes to draw and she doesn't have to take a drawing class she could just draw especially with frankly youtube and the library she could learn a lot of stuff without ever having to pay for it for us 
the thing with the classes question, the extra sort of the extracurricular style classes, is that because we're planning to homeschool, that's one of our major points of connection. A, a lot of those fees go to support things that we care about, like the parks department and community centers and that sort of thing, and the libraries. That's one of the ways that we participate both financially and personally in our community. And it's also one of our major social aspects too. So we want to be able to do them. One of the things that came up with us in terms of scheduling was that for whatever reason, everything was either at 10 or 1. Those Um, are such bad times. (laughs) Which like we have sort of standardized 12-month mat leave that not everybody gets to take all of but is available to a lot of people. So kids are with a caregiver usually in those young ages to be able to do things like that. But like for us, yeah, 10 and 1 was always nap time. Always nap time. (laughs) So like there were a couple of times where I registered for a class that was like a couple months away thinking, oh, it'll be fine. But then nap time changed and it just became a huge ordeal every single time Uh, just to be able to get there and then to do a different nap time that day and just screw up the whole routine. (laughs) If your kids are in regular school, you add in like after school activities and where does your evening go? Yep. In our family, my family, evenings are very important because we don't see each other on the weekends. And during the day, I'm home and Chip says at school and Jason is at work. Evenings are very important. We try very hard not to not to be split up during the evenings. I say this as I am now running a weekly D&D game and on a different night every other week running my regular tabletop game. But that's it. We don't go out that much because we don't have a lot of time together as a family. One of the things we do as a family, and this is going to sound really cheesy, but it's true, is we go vote. Oklahoma has a set day of the month that if there are going to be votes, they're usually on that day. And that's a family. Jason comes home and we all get our coats on and we go the four blocks to our polling place and we go vote. That's been one of our big ones too. For a couple of like municipal elections, Beans and I went alone, but this most recent federal election, we all met up. We voted at the community center. So we just met Graham on the way home from work and everybody voted and Beans got to go into the booth with me and mark the little box. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. And like yeah. previous to moving to Norman, I was not a voter. I was not old enough. And then I thought it was silly. Don't yell at me. I know I'm wrong. It's fine. <laughs> and then the Jason is right. Jason is incredibly dedicated to vote, like local election voting. <clears throat> so he got me really into it. But Chips has always like always gone with us. Like someone mentioned the last time we went to a big vote where there was a line was I was talking two chips about what we're voting on and kind of in relatively child-friendly terms trying to explain like specifically I think it was a it was a measure about the water and sewage systems there's something to do with that and so I was kind of talking through like how sales tax works (laughs) and what the vote that we were doing was about because one kids are smart and two knowing that your community works because people make choices is I think a really really important thing to know as a person and it's hard to learn that as an adult to realize oh wait the choices that you make in local activism and local events matter so much more than people think kids are perfectly able to understand the concept of voting there is a daniel tiger and several sesame street episodes about voting like it's not it's not that wild of a thing to talk through how things like voting or things like community activism and protests and things like that like one of the things we talk about with beans like right now toronto is going through this thing where we have really bad traffic enforcement and it's resulting in a lot of pedestrian injuries and fatalities in like really bad troubling ways 
so today we were driving to school and somebody blew a stop sign sort of as we were approaching and I yelled at them in the car <laughs> because, and she was in the car seat going, oh, that was bad. <laughs> And I was just like, yeah, we, they didn't follow the rules and the rules exist as part of the way we help take care of each other. That concept of like laws exist for a reason is really easy to sort of fundamentally introduce to a little kid because they understand taking care of each other and they understand rules. And so you can explain like, these are just the rules that grownups follow. <laughs> yeah. And it's part of how we take care of each other. Some and of them are bad rules and some of them are very important, like stop signs are very yeah. important. <laughs> yep. Sort of. You heard it here, have... folks. The parent rap is strongly pro stop <laughs> pro signs. Stop sign. uh, but so we have talked about voting in kind of similar ways. Like we vote for the person we think will help us take care of each other the best. Like it's okay if we disagree sometimes on what that looks like. You know, she doesn't 100% get the specifics of it, obviously. She's two. Right. But, you know, the idea of we live in a society. <laughs> yeah. And we have a job, which is to take care of each other. There's a lot of excellent resources out in the world about like going to protests and going to community activism events with kids and like some of her some of her friends and our people at school are part of big organizations there's a couple of kids with exceptionalities in her class in her mm -hmm. daycare group and their parents are part of a couple of like fundraising events for the mm -hmm. children's hospital so they go to those events and then they talk about them but we haven't for various reasons either scheduling or weather mm -hmm. <laughs> terrible we haven't actually gone to anything like that yet but it's something we want to do and like when it happens around us we talk about what's happening and why it's happening and what people are doing and we have participated a little bit in like there have been a couple part of this traffic problem that the city is having there have been a couple of like temporary street shutdowns so that the mm. streets were pedestrian only and they kind of put up temporary like planters and seats and things and make patios and stuff and so we have talked about like why is this happening why did they do this today why can't we go the normal way to the grocery store <laughs> so right now it's just been kind of a lot of explaining and not as much participating as I hope we will be able to do in the future, but those things are important to us. Well, and we're, we're talking about small kiddos, but there are kids striking right now for climate change. There's kids oh, yeah. protesting uh, DACA. There's kid like kids are so smart and great and I like them so much. When we went to the teacher strike, there were so many kids there, partially because a lot of the people who were on strike were caregivers or people who their kids would normally have been at school. But because the teachers were on strike, they weren't at school, maybe didn't have child care so that they could go without their kids. But also it was a moment where you could talk to your kid about about a strike that really directly affected them and an issue that really directly affected them, right? Yeah. Kids who are in public schools, if your teacher is not getting the support and the funding that they need to do their job, that's going to affect them. And so that's, an, yeah. that's a conversation that is totally doable. Chips was five, four or five when that, and that was a completely understandable conversation. Like the teachers in Oklahoma feel like their job is very important, which it is. And they feel like they are not getting the help that they need from the state to do their job well. And so they are stopping their job until they get that help because they want to do a good job. That's the teacher strike. That's what it was. Yeah. Know. And like, obviously an older kid can get more into the granularity of it, but mm -hmm. for a little kid, it's completely possible to explain the like gist of it in a way that they understand. You just have to kind of simplify it down, make special character sheets. <laughs> <laughs> the thing of like, if you can explain it to a five-year-old, then you probably understand it pretty well. With activism though, comes, comes some of the same problems. 
problems. It requires a time commitment. It requires the ability to get to and from wherever the event is happening. And there are also significant and important variations in people's safety at those kind of events. 100%. (laughs) Yep. Parents of color and parents of different immigration statuses and parents like there are there are blocks. A lot more complicated to assess the cost benefit of participating in really any kind of activism. Yeah. Even if it's not in person, but especially in person. Yeah. Because the consequences of that can be pretty rough, which is why I think like as financially comfortable white people in our in our community I think it's especially important to to speak up where other people might not be able to yes because it's part of how we take care of each other there you go statistically it's pretty unlikely I'm going to get arrested at a protest and if I do it's extremely unlikely it's going to have any long-term consequences for me whatsoever (laughs) and it's going to be a thing like it's not going to be as easily brushed away as certain other people were arrested like using the uh using the privilege of your appearance and your status to help other people is a big we're big into that and this is a situation where community activism as an a single like as an adult by yourself is a different animal than taking yeah. your kid with you because then yeah. there is you have a secondary major major focus which is keeping your kid safe and protecting your kid yeah. and in a crowd that can get unpredictable in a situation that you are not in control of at all and um, can be volatile like it. even at the teacher strike which was a relatively calm experience <laughs> my anxiety was so heavy because it was a big crowd of people it was and I'm already nervous in crowds there were media there (laughs) like there were media there there were strangers there there were counter protesters like like we said I am the least likely of any probably any person who was there to have gotten arrested or even gotten in a confrontation but I was so afraid yeah and we talked I talked to Chips about that because she noticed that I was afraid and I was like oh I just it's a big crowd of people and mama doesn't really like it makes me nervous to be in big crowds but this is important and so I wanted to be here which I think was a nice moment of being afraid but doing it anyway. A, I think that's a big deal. I think that was a huge learning moment <laughs> for both of you probably. I think it is important to talk about like all the ways that we can do stuff. Thinking about like the mutual friend who is currently in the process of sort of weaponizing <laughs> getting <laughs> going to call your manager <laughs> Yeah. Um, because she's in a position where that can be a powerful move for her in getting some change enacted that other people wouldn't be able to do. Um, and so sometimes it's even just using what power you have to change things. Like another thing that has happened recently is one of the people I'm working with is trying to make their business a little bit more inclusive. And so one of the suggestions I was able to make recently was like, there are two entrances to the building. Let's make the accessible door the primary door and like move the signage to that door and move the entryway to that door so that it's not something that only some people go to use. The second door is still there if people want to use it, but that's not the like focus. And even that little thing, like I was able to make that suggestion because of a position that I was in and that's something. So you just have to remember that you have lots of going back to the going back to our creativity episode um you just have all kinds of little things that you can do and you can bring your kids attention to okay we're gonna do this because it will help somebody else feel better that is part of it like it's all part of it and you can always do a little thing there's a movie called pride that is about in the 1980s there was a um a miners strike like a coal miners strike in the uk and the movie is about a true event which is that their 
there was a uh, gay and lesbian organization in London that started sponsoring a small town that was dealing with these minor coal miner strikes, sending the money and supplies and things like that. And it built this really unlikely seeming uh, relationship there of people who felt felt oppressed or felt ignored or persecuted for for things about them. And the movie in so huge part is about the practical aspects of how do you support people who are going through activism? If you can't go march, how do you send money and how do you feed people and how do you make sure people are are kept alive and healthy and safe while they're doing this important thing? And that's part of why it makes me so emotional is because that's my jam. Yeah. If events are going on in your community that matter to you and you can't be on the front lines yelling. And it's important for kids to learn that too. There are so many ways for you to be involved in your community that are not the obvious ways. There are things like we do toy and book purges in our house mm-hmm. pretty regularly. And we the books go to either her school or um, one of the local daycares. But there are also things like there are toy drives all year long for underprivileged kids or kids in the in the criminal justice system who are impacted by that. There are local organizations all around you doing incredible work. And we've talked about classes and how to, being involved in classes and community groups is a way to signal what matters to you and a way to support mm-hmm. what matters to you. There are amazing organizations in your town doing really cool things that would matter a lot to you if you knew about them. I'm wondering if I can dig up that Twitter thread right after the election where I just mm-hmm. yelled about Oklahoma <laughs> activisms. Sorry, just got away from me because I got real mad about, about something unrelated, but um, you got to save us, Anna. We're drowning here. <laughs> okay, so big notes. Big, big note, note number one, you are a part of a community and part of being in a community is trying to make sure that you are all taking care of each other. And however you choose to do that, if it's by voting or protesting or bringing sandwiches to people on strike, uh, your kid can be involved in that and can learn from that how to be part of a community and how to take the things that matter to you and put them into the world or support people who are helping put them into the world. Thing two, I think, is it's okay to take care of yourself and your family. You know, you can understand your limitations and find ways to participate in your community and help us take care of each other that fit your life. So if it's not going to work for you to go to a big protest, yeah, find those other things, follow the rules. <laughs> <laughs> please um, stop at stop signs, please. Please stop at stop signs. We are pro stop sign. We're also <laughs> generally pro union in case you yeah. get that get I mean, that memo. generally. So generally, yeah, everybody. Big thing three is if you want your kid to learn about something or your kid wants to learn about something and money is an issue, there are options. There are other ways to become involved in things that are not, that do not cost money. But if you are able to use your financial status to be engaged in those things and to give those things support, that's another way to put what matters to you into the community and to show support for things that you think are important. Money, if you have it, can be activism because a lot of the times what organizations need is funding Yeah, <laughs> uh, to do their important work. So if you've got it, flaunt it, use it well. There you go. That's a better one. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got it, point it at the places that it can help. Point um, it at the places it can help. Use what you've got. If you've got money, use your money. If you've got time, use your time. If you have lots of sandwiches, use your sandwiches. If you are good at painting signs, paint some signs. Yeah, there are ways you can contribute and there are ways your child can see a person who is engaged and involved and who cares about their community. And what kids see is what they do. You live your values a little bit (laughs) and show them what matters. And take your kids to go vote if you can. Kids like voting. They get a sticker. (laughs) Hey, we have an announcement before we We do do. thing so we are wrapping up our very first season 
and getting <laughs> getting things ready for season two. Our last episode should go out the day after Christmas, um, and then we'll be back in February. And we are queuing up some guests and making some plans. Uh, but in the meantime, we are putting together a little bundle of exclusive content for supporters. It's available on our website. Right now, if you buy it, you'll just get a link to a little page where all of it will go as it comes live. By the time season two launches, all of that will be done, and you'll be able to get it all at once in one quick download. And but we'll probably pull out some of it some of it individually like one-off little things if you just want to purchase one thing and not a full thing so some of the things that we have coming are a couple of bonus episodes um we have a really cool uh guide for running D&D with kids that Sarah put together and I'm really excited about because it's awesome Mm -hmm. we have a guide to cloth diapering I'm going to put together a guide and probably a recording about low-key birth planning and not stressing yourself out about it. I know we talked about that a little bit in our birth experiences episode, but I think I can dig in a little bit deeper and give you something to use on that. And And all of this stuff is on our, if you have not checked it out, our shiny new website. Yeah, we built a new website. So everything's getting shifted over. Um, I'm just going to throw in this announcement. If you were already subscribed to exclusive content on Red Circle, we're not using that right now. Um, so if you got charged, please let us know and we will honor it. We are shifting that all over to the website. So we are at parentwrap.net and very excited about that as well. No underscores. We got the actual name. <laughs> we very got excited. the actual name. No <laughs> underscores at all. Oh. <laughs> hey, Anna. Uh, would you tell me a parenting triumph that you did this week? <laughs> Full disclosure, we forgot and we hung up and then we had to do it again. It's fine. <laughs> Chips has been a delight and a joy. She is super funny. And she, this morning, we are taking, uh, kind of told Anna this before, we're taking, we took my husband to work and she woke up like a champ and got dressed and got herself breakfast. And I came out in a panic because my alarm didn't go off when I thought it was going to, ready to wake her up and get her ready. And she just looked up and was like, I'm ready, whatever you are. I was like, I love you. Thank you for making this marginally less stressful for me. <laughs> You're the best. I appreciate you. It's a yeah, small so one, but it really, really helped. Mine- kind of little too but it's been really cool beans is starting to like she has reached a new level of understanding how conversation works so like this morning we were getting up and getting ready and she said I want to stay home today and I said oh well we can't stay home today I have to get a bunch of work done and she goes you could work at the dining room table Like, she's just participating in the conversation in a way that, like, is new. Because she could could do, like, the I want and the, like, one-sided stuff really well before. Mm -hmm. But she's just now starting to do, like, the back and forth kind of thing. Where she's getting her own idea and suggesting and some of that stuff. And it's been really cool to, like, it's just a totally new way of interacting with her. It's so cool how they turn into people. Yeah, that I'm just finding really awesome. And we have been practicing like, okay, we have a problem. What ideas do we have? How can we solve this problem? And so her problem today was she wanted to stay home, but mama needed to work. How can we fix it? You could work at the dining room table. <laughs> that that would be a solution. That is fair. It's yeah. not the one we're going to do, but it's that is a solution. A, that won't work today, but maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. It's been a, it's a, it's a day. It's been a month. November it's was been a just month. a month. <laughs> it's been a season. Let's like, it's come on. Let's all oh. just give ourselves a little space to make mistakes. Okay. So you can find me online at Mulberry Terrace pretty much everywhere. 
Um, MulberryTerrace.net is my website where you can get my newsletter and more information about me and my work. You can find me, in fact. <laughs> uh, well, you can find the Parent Wrap, first of all, on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> under parent underscore wrap, where we share episodes and extras and the occasional relevant post to our whole endealment. You can also find us at parentwrap.net on our fancy new website, which is so pretty. And you can find me individually at Cyrano on Twitter. That's C-Y-R-A-N-O-H underscore. Hey, we love you very much. You're doing a great job. It's going to be great. Uh, uh, See you soon. The music is Hum OK by Gable off their album Le Sac d'Enfer and is provided free with attribution for which we're very grateful. You can find Gable at www.gableboulga.com. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correctly, so it's G A B L E B O U L G A.com. Oh, that's a good movie. And it has one of the best depictions of one of my all time favorite protest songs, which is Bread and Roses. Oh, it's so good. <laughs>